Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. As I travel across America, Canada, and uh, other nations around the earth, people ask me questions about the cross. What did Jesus really do and what Jesus really did for you when he died on the cross? There are many people who do not, do not understand what the cross is all about. I'd like to just take a few moments and just share from my heart with you uh, what the cross really means. And the scripture that I want to begin with is, is in Isaiah 53, where the prophet said several hundred, hundreds of years before that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. Now, that was a prophetic word hundreds of years before Jesus came into this world and was crucified, dead, and buried, and rose from the dead. Let me talk for just a minute about the cross and what Jesus really did for you. I'm talking about just for the world. I'm talking about for you, what Jesus really did for you when he died on the cross. When Jesus carried our sins, he also carried our diseases. Now listen to that. According to the word of God, he took them away from us so that we could be whole in every area of our lives. The cross puts us as believers into a position to receive salvation to receive healing, to receive health, to receive strength, and to receive his miracle touch in our lives. It's not automatic. It's like I shared in the last podcast. A faith must be released. Faith is in your heart, but it's not meant to lie there dormant. Faith has to be used. A man said to me, Richard, I have all the faith in the world. And I said, yes, mister, that's your problem. You still got it. You've got to release your faith. And according to the word of God, Jesus took these things away from us so that we could be whole, W-H-O-L-E. And it's better to be a whole man than a man whole. (laughs) Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. Now that's healing. Even as your soul prospers and the cross covers every area of your life because God loved us, because he loved you and he loved me, he orchestrated the substitution of his only son to rescue you, to rescue me from the curse of Satan. It says so in Galatians 3, verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made to curse for us, or being made, I should say, a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Jesus became the curse so we would not be cursed. Now, you might want to get a pen and paper. You might want to take some notes on your smartphone or whatever device you have. I'm going to give you six things that Jesus accomplished for you because of his death, his burial, and his resurrection. I'll give you just a minute. Six things that Jesus accomplished by his death, burial, and his resurrection. Are you ready? Here's number one. Number one is expiation. Expiation. Now, what does that mean? Expiation means the removal of sin and guilt. His death removed or expediated man's guilt. In other words, it was taken away from us, and it was placed upon Jesus, 
who discharged it by his death. It's the same as you have a snowfall. You know, we have we have snow three or four times a, a winter here in Oklahoma. We haven't had any yet as I'm doing this podcast, but we know it's coming every year. We have some snow and, and every year I got to get my snow shovel out. I got I to gotta remove the snow that's on my driveway, okay? That's what expiation is. It's the removal. It removes our sin and guilt, and that's what Jesus did. He discharged it by his death. Remember, John the Baptist, his cousin, said of Jesus, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. The second thing is propitiation. Now, what is propitiation? That's a big word. Propitiation refers to the removal of God's wrath, God's anger. In other words, by Jesus dying in our place, he removed God's wrath, which we so richly deserved. Hebrews 2 verse 17 says this, that Christ made a propitiation for the sins of the people. And 1 John 4 verse 10 says, now that we loved God, or excuse me, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Okay? Third, here's a great word, reconciliation. Reconciliation. Reconciliation refers to the removal of our alienation from God. To be alienated means to be separated. And we were separated from God until Jesus came and took on our sin and shame, took on the stripes on his back for healing, and went to the cross. We were separated. We were alienated from God. So Christ's death on the cross removed the separation. And Romans 5 Verses 10 and 11 says, for, while, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having reconciled, shall we be saved. Are you following me? Now, here's the fourth thing. Redemption. What a great word, redemption. Man's sin put him in captivity from which he needed to be delivered. And the price that is paid to deliver someone who is held captive is what's called a ransom. Christ's redemption for us means that he delivered us from our captivity through the payment of a price. God paid the price. And what was the price? The price was his only begotten son. For God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, the apostle Paul teaches us that Christ's death on the cross released us from three things. First, it released us from the curse of the law. Second, it released us from the guilt of our sin. And third, from the power that sin had held over us so that we might be saved and live a godly life. Therefore, we are now forgiven. When we give our hearts to the Lord, we become forgiven. The Lord forgives us because we repent. We are forgiven so we can live forgiven. And because of that, we can live a holy life according to God's plan for each of us. Now, fifth, number five, defeat of the power of darkness. Defeat of the power of darkness. That's the fifth thing that, that he did. Christ's death was the defeat of the power of sin. 
Colossians 3 verse 15 says, He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to shame by triumphing over them. Now, what am I saying? I'm saying that Jesus, by his death on the cross, took this weapon away from the devil for all who would believe, defeating him and all his darkness. Wow. And then finally, number six, he did all this by dying as our substitute. Jesus accomplished all of the benefits that I've been sharing with you today by dying in our place. That is, by dying instead of our dying. And that is what it means when it says that Jesus gave himself up for us. And the Lord caused our iniquity, our sin, to fall upon him. Substitution is the means by which you and I were reconciled. 1 Peter 3 verse 18 says, For Christ also died for our sins once and for all, that he might bring us to God. In other words, he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, a lot of people have trouble with the word righteousness. They get it mixed up with self-righteousness. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about righteousness. What is righteousness, Richard? Righteousness is simply believing God. It's very simple. It's not complex. (laughs) It's not rocket science. If you believe God, then you're a righteous person. The Bible says in Genesis that Abraham believed God. And because he believed God, it was accounted unto him for righteousness. If you believe God, then you are a righteous person. Now, I didn't say self-righteous. No, no, I said righteous. Because you believe God, and if you believe God, you are a righteous person. That doesn't make you better than anybody else. It just makes you righteous in the sight of God. And Father, I thank you that you loved everyone on this earth. The person listening to this podcast and me and my family, their family, you loved us so much that you made your love an act of your giving. And you gave your very best. You didn't give an angel. And you could have. Instead, you gave your son. You had only one son, and you gave him. And you gave him for a reason. You gave him so that men and women would not perish, but have everlasting life. For the Bible says you did not send your son into the world to condemn the world, but instead you sent him into the world that we might be saved. And I pray over everyone listening to this podcast today, I rebuke you, Satan. You take your hands off God's property. We were paid for by the shed blood of Jesus on Calvary. And therefore, we make a decision to use our faith today and to believe God and to be righteous men and women standing holy without blemish before God because we're living a righteous life. We're not out committing sin every day. We're not trying to to find some way to flee someone or, or take something from somebody else. We're living a righteous life of faith. And I pray over you today, my friend. I rebuke any sickness or any disease that's come against you. I come against any harm, anything that has caused you to be maligned or discredited in any way. I pray over you in the authority of Jesus' name. And I command the devil to take his hands off of you. 
and I send the word of God to you today. You say, can you do that? Yes, I can. The Bible says in Psalm 107, 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And so I send the word of God to you right now in the authority of Jesus' name, believing God for a miracle in your life. And friend, listen to this. I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm standing in this with you in the authority of Jesus' name. And I believe for you. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Uh, I do this every week and it's such a joy to do it. By the way, are you aware that we have a new healing network? It's online. It's simply called The Healing Network. And by going to thehealingnetwork.com, you can download the app. It's free. We have seven day a week, 24 hour a day, Christian television programming on the net, on our network from our ministry. No other ministries on it, just our ministry. And I've gone back into the annals of this ministry, <laughs> back in the files and pulled out even the crusades of my father, Earl Roberts, back from the 1950s. Oh, many people have never seen those programs. Oh, they are so fabulous. And there's so much going on. Also on Thursdays, I'm doing a live healing program on the network. It's uh, at noon Eastern time on Thursdays, 11 a.m. Central. And I'm really, really enjoying doing it. I'm doing it every Thursday, wherever I am in the world. And I pray that it will be a blessing to you. Also, if you need special prayer, the Abundant Life Prayer Group is ready to receive your call at 918-495-7777. God bless you. I'll see you or talk to you, I should say, next time on the Expect a Miracle podcast. Bye-bye for now. Have you checked out the Healing Network? This 24-hour network is all healing all the time. The network has new original programs like Bookmark with Lindsay and Melissa, Richard's live healing prayers, and also his latest class from the School of Miracles. The Healing Network is also your resource for classic Oral Roberts sermons and current programs like The Place for Miracles and Make Your Day Count. Just look for The Healing Network in your favorite app store. For more information, go to richardroberts.org slash thehealingnetwork.